Dearly beloved, we've gathered in the presence of God to give thanks for the gift of marriage. Oh wait, it's Sunday. So you know how psychologists, and I can say this because I am one, do this like word association thing? And people picture it like you go to the office of the shrink and you lay on a couch and they give you a word and they say whatever comes first to your mind, just say it out loud. So let's practice. When I say chocolate, you say? Yum. <laughs> well, yum wins that one. When I say honor, you say? Those are all good, but go louder. Say it louder. All right, honor. So I just figured out in 30 years of ministry, not once have I ever preached on honor. And I use the word fairly often. And so I got to thinking about my word association of honor, and it's in weddings during a vow. So I've asked Doug and Kay Probst to come on up. I'm going to demonstrate the word honor to these fine newlyweds of how many years? 57 years. Boy, am I going to owe them big for this one, aren't I? Yeah. All right, so you two are here. I'm going to come out here because this is what I do. If you ever see one of my weddings, I want the couple to have. So you're going to turn and face each other, put your hands together. And Doug, the guys always go first. I don't know why. So you have to repeat after me. K, with all that I am, look at K, I honor you. And now, Kay, you're going to look at Doug and say, Doug, with all that I am, I honor you. Yes, amen. You win my love and I'm dying devotion. Okay, so with all that I am, I honor you. Okay, and then, you know, we saw in the Doug Talk video about Doug talked about in the children's message that children, when they hear the word honor, they remember that commandment to honor your father and your mother. So I would like to demonstrate, I'm going to pick on the Hughes family today. So I would like Ron Betts and I would like Don to stand up. Oh, I'm going to owe so many people today. All right. Yes, I am. Yes. Surprise. It's an interactive sermon today. So Don, I would like you to shake your father's hand and say, Dad, I honor you. And I want you to shake your mother's hand and say, Mom, I honor you. And now you got to go backwards. Mom, say to Don, I honor you. Dad, say to Don. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. When was the last time you looked at somebody and said, I honor you? I think sometimes we do it when we don't realize we're doing it. Like when we come to, let's say, a funeral or a memorial service, we're paying honor to both God for giving us that special person and we're paying honor to the person for who they are. So I want to talk a little bit about um, honor today. And I just really love the two videos. So Lisa Adams, when you want a children's video, you go right to the CE director. And I love the Doug talk. And he talked about honor means building people up, 
not tearing them down. And then we got to the Skip guys and their video with the grandfather and the granddaughter and how she gets into the, the chest and wants to use the flag like a cape and we all went, <gasps> and then that grandfather turned it around to be such a rich life lesson, to remind us of why we're celebrating this 4th of July holiday. And what was really great is he too talked about what honor means, that you look at someone or something or maybe a place and you treasure it and you make that person special and you honor them. So I'm gonna sound like this really old preacher, but I'm looking around the world today. I'm on social media, I watch TV, and I am seeing honor in a really short supply. Really short supply. And, and I'll be really forthright and say, we should not look like that. We're God's people. God has called us to be a people of honor. And God has given us so many amazing men and women who have come before us, who are with us now, children who we're raising all around us from the neighbor kids to the church kids to our own kids and grandkids and i think we need to go crazy with honor why because god said we should honor jesus called us to honor and so pretty interesting so i picked these two passages today because they really stand out to me and remind me about honor so we have this first passage, and here Jesus is early on in his ministry. He's just come back from Capernaum. Now, Capernaum is like the high schoolers who went on the mission trip and had this awesome experience, and they're like floating. So he's making his way from Capernaum to Nazareth, and he is like, oh my gosh, Capernaum was amazing. Those folks allowed me to do so many miracles it was incredible, they were open to me. And then he goes back home and he gets invited to preach in the sanctuary, actually, actually not preach, teach the scripture from Isaiah. And he basically says, the long awaited Messiah that you've been waiting on, it's me, right? And everybody is like, wait a minute. We, yeah, you're from down the street. We know that you're Mary and Joseph's son. You got these brothers and sisters. You studied carpentry. Sure, you're the son of God. And I never looked at that as dishonor. I saw it as unbelief, because isn't it true? Sometimes we have our kids, and they grow up, and they go to seminary, and we invite them back, and we're like, oh, that's so sweet. That's amazing. But when they graduate from seminary, guess what? They're pastors. They're your leaders not just the kid that ran up, right, to lead the Lord's Prayer. So he was dishonored. And boy, you know, Jesus doesn't mince any words, right? So he is, says to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown, right? In his own home. And now here's the kicker, this one verse. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Wait a minute. He's the son of God. He has all the power of God. And because of their dishonor, he doesn't have room to work. They've completely closed him off. 
Have you ever thought about that? What are we doing where God is right? Come on, I am, I am ready to bless you. I am right here. And we cut ourselves off. We close the door on Jesus, not just the innkeeper, right? He didn't do miracles in that town. He didn't do mighty works, another translation, because the people weren't ready to receive him. Actually, it really goes south. They try to run him out of town, threaten his life, and it says he got away and he went on. And notice this. Many times we see him go through cities. He even sends out 70 people. And he tells them when they go out, hey, if you go out and you're not welcomed, you're not honored, keep going. Shake the dust off your feet and keep going. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be that person that Jesus is like, I, I'm here to love you. I'm here to bless you. You're not giving me any room to work. So I'm just going to move on. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I'm not ready when you're ready. But right now, I'm going to move on. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus knew the importance of honor in relationship. I heard this preacher, because what happens, what I do, so... So when I'm, I have to get the sermon, at least the theme and the idea to write the prayers and the bulletin by Tuesday late. And if I'm really uh, running, maybe Wednesday morning. So what that means is the sermon lives in my head for days. And I found myself walking through my life as somebody cut me off in traffic. And I was like, God bless the black car. I was like, hmm, I'm saying words of blessing which is doing what is right, but I've got a really bad attitude, so I'm dishonoring. Kate and I had plans to spend a day together. Of course, we had to go see Elvis, because we love Elvis. And then I'm, we're getting in the car, I'm driving, and then something happens, and I say something like, oh, I'm dishonoring again. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm living with the sermon. So what about the spirit of honor and the spirit of dishonor? Because they're on two different sides, right? I think it's almost become popular to dishonor. I remember when I was a kid and I had a friend, and forever they called their parents mom and dad. It would never occur to me not to call my parents mom and dad. When they got to be about 15, they changed it and called them by their first names, and I was like, blown out of the water and my dad came to pick me up and he heard my friend say to her mother by her first name and we just get in the car and he goes don't ever do that and then I thought hmm if I want to make my mom mad no I was dishonoring right it never occurred to me to do that and so, you know, I, I could be up here and act like I'm 100 years old and give you a speech on you know in my day it never occurred to me to dishonor teachers or police or people in authority or the principal or the whomever. They were set apart for a gift of leadership. Now I can tell you as an adult that when I look at the offices of government, there are folks that I don't agree with, that I stand in opposition with. But guess what? I was taught that you still honor the office. So, 
I think I've kind of let honor go on the side, and I figured out today, and in all this reading of the Bible, that Jesus is like, oh, no, you got to honor right up front. You got to honor loud, because like Doug says, we got to build one another up. It's got to be sincere. And a few weeks ago, I preached on the prodigal son, and when I was reading about honor, I remembered that prodigal son. He did everything right, but his attitude when his brother showed up, not good. He dishonored, not as only his brother, but he dishonored his father, who gave him the whole house, who gave him everything, who always came when he called, including when he got mad and said to his servant, get him out here right now. I want to speak to my father. And still that father showed honor. So I believe that the spirit of dishonor, like cancer, it grows inside you, right? So, you know, we go to, uh, Kate and I will go to conferences, and, and you can see it too in church or wherever you are. There are people who just seem like distracted by, by whatever's going on inside their head, and we all have those days for sure. But it's amazing to me that you could put two people in front of maybe some amazing preacher, let's say a Martin Luther King Jr., and depending on what's going on inside that person, one person's going to leave that sermon and go, man, he has the word of God, and I am inspired to follow Jesus because of him. And the other person, they were distracted. You know, it was really negative. You know, I didn't like when he said this. I didn't like the way his outfit looked. I didn't like, how often do we do that, right? Even when we come in church, well, I didn't like that hymn. I don't know why she's not picking this other hymn. This is too traditional. This is too contemporary. Is there walk-up communion or past communion or whatever, right? We do it a lot. We dishonor. And I believe Jesus is calling us back today on this 4th of July weekend to honor, to treat people like they're special because they are. I don't want to cut off Jesus's power in my life because I'm someone who dishonors. I want to open the door wide and let Jesus work. And I believe that's what we're called to do. I also heard a, a preacher jettison, I don't know his last name, wow, he was on fire. And he said this about this passage about Jesus, he said, we are not the temperature for the entire body of Christ. The church, the church, it isn't all about us, but dishonor can make us think it is, right? When we get negative and we dishonor, we're like, hey, my opinion is what matters most. I love that. Whoever you honor, you benefit greatly because you unleash all their gifts. You unleash their voice. You get to be a part of their story. And when we dishonor someone, we miss out on all they have to give us and bless us with. So I'll leave you with this other story about Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, because to be honest, it's the first time I've ever preached on this, on this passage, and I don't know why, because it's really good. So Moses, Aaron, and Miriam, right? Two brothers, one sister, amazing people used for God, but there is this one story where Miriam and Aaron, they don't come out so good. So it turns out that, you know, Moses has been anointed, 
right? Moses prays over the food, they eat it. Moses hits the rock with the water, they drink it. Moses is doing all these great things. Moses is humble. We got to hear the word twice. God wants us to know that. All of a sudden, he starts dating this Cushite woman, and they don't like it, especially Sister Miriam. And she's now starting to talk bad. And you know who hears it? God hears it. Not Moses, God hears it. And oh my gosh, God is mad. It was like burning mad, right? And so God comes to Moses and goes, I have heard your brother and sister and I am angry. And you tell them to meet me at the door of the tabernacle. Now, if you know anything about tabernacles, once a year, the holy priest got to go to like, picture a video game, like level 12, right? And got to go behind the curtain with God, no one else. Here's God looking at Moses and saying, yeah, you get your brother and sister and the three of you march down to the tabernacle and I'll be waiting to meet them at the door. Now, <laughs> I don't want to be Miriam and Aaron. I don't want God to meet me at the door. And oh boy, does God meet them at the door, right? And basically says, you have dishonored Moses, who I have anointed. And it's, it's, this dishonor is a sin. And God is so mad, he gives Miriam leprosy, leprosy. And Aaron turns to Moses and goes like, hey, you got a connection, fix it. And Moses is so upset, he begs God to heal Miriam. Now, the guy who was the victim of their slander is the one who's humble and asking God to heal her. It is amazing. And the Lord comes back to Moses. The Lord replied to Moses, if her father had spit in her face, would she not have been in disgrace for seven days? Oh my gosh. Confine her outside the camp for seven days. After that, she can be brought back. God was teaching Miriam a lesson. And what happens when you have leprosy? You don't have to tell people to stay away from you, right? It's a disease of isolation. But here is the faithfulness of Moses. They just wait. They pray as they wait. And when she comes back in, she's healed. We must be a people who honor God and honor others. We must build each other up. We need to create a culture of honor not just in our church home, but our own homes, our workplaces, our school. We need to build one another up, and we need to have lessons in honor by the way in which we talk and the way our attitude is, our actions, because God has called us to be a people of honor. So I would love you today to look at a few people in your life and say, you know what? I honor you. And I'd love us to pray this prayer. God, I honor you with all that I am. Can you say it with me? God, I honor you with all that I am. Amen.